What's up, everybody? Welcome to another installment of Vinylism. One of the last for this year, probably. I'm your host, as always, Adam Winchell. And tonight, we have our returning champion, Kenny, back finally. What's going hey, on? Hey, hey. What's happening, guys? Good to be back. What's up, man? Welcome back, Kenny. Thank you. Yeah, I'm doing all right, man. Ready to talk some vinyl. Excellent. And uh, we also have LA's most eligible bachelor, Chemo. Hello. <laughs> Can anybody hear me? <laughs> What's going on, Chemo? Not much, man. How are you guys doing? Good. Real good. Uh, so tonight we're going to be doing we're going to be doing our third annual best of the year albums. I believe this is our third time doing this, guys. It's kind of cool. That's uh, yeah. Time flies, man. It's impressive. Yeah. Uh, it's been kind of a weird year. It's been a tough year, but you know, luckily we had some good music to help us get it, get us through it. And tonight we're going to talk about those. We're each going to do five as usual and uh, just go around the circle here. So chemo, why don't you start us off with your number my, five, my number five, Oh, and these are albums, sorry, these are albums that have been released this year, but it also encompasses anything like a reissue, basically anything 2020 is fair game. So that's how we're doing it. Yeah. All right. So this album came out uh, this year and it was released in three bursts. It is L1011's Tautology, one through three. And the first one was released in I think of June, I think. And then the second one, August. And the last one, the third one came out in September. It's a interesting piece on how our lives are because the first record is based on the beginning of life, being a punk kid, just going through life and the second album is based on middle-aged life like what i'm going through right now what we're all going through right now and then the third record is like the sunset years i guess like and passing on so it's a it's like movements and uh i think it's a really cool record too and it's like all three different colored records orange blue and red so it's really nice. Got it directly from Joyful Noise Recordings. And uh, and I, I'm a huge fan of L1011. Now, is that their uh, label that they put the, put the stuff out on? Uh, no, it's actually, uh, they used to do it on their own without a label, but now they're, they're popular enough that they could actually have a label support them and believe in them and press it for them. So, yeah. And so how Sweet. does the how does the uh, Twilight Years one sound? Is it like all kind of folky and like elevated music? And no, it's just a little bit slower. Um, not as like upbeat as the previous two records with more life in it. It's like mellower. It's not like folky or anything. It's like mostly post rock because there's no vocals and it's just Christian and Tim, just two guys playing music. And Christian is managing all the, the loops and he's playing either bass or his double neck with a bass and guitar in it. And he plays both necks at the same times occasionally. And he's extremely talented. 
And uh, yeah, I, I really have enjoyed their music since 2003. I'm so glad I found them then when they opened for the Life and Times at the Casbah in San, San Diego. Diego. Yeah, it's an awesome show. And that's where I, I have an inkling feeling that Alan Epley got his new band, Bird Hands, inspired from L1011. I, I have a hunch because I talked to Alan after the show that night and he says, wow, that was like the best band that we had opened up for us this entire tour. So I was like, okay. It just took him a while to get, you know. Oh the, yeah. The, the thing off the ground, right? Yeah, Alan's playing bass too <clears throat> for Bird Hands. And uh, the first song I heard was really good. Now, are I they, might make the uh, list for 2021 if it comes yeah, out. If it comes yeah. out. Now, is this L1011? Is the whole thing instrumental? Are they all? Yes. They're post-rock, no vocals, right? Right. Nice. The only song that they were supposed to have vocals was for their third album. These promises are being videotaped. And there's a song called Chino. And Christian told me that uh, they are supposed to have Chino Marino of Deftones on the album, but uh, he they couldn't get their schedules to jive, and uh, he's supposed to guest vocal on that particular song. So, but they left the name as is, and uh, and that's that for for that that particular album. I wish he was on there; it would have been nice to hear him on there, but I guess it didn't work out. Chino definitely gets around. Yep. Cool. Yeah, nice. it sounds sounds like a sweet uh, sweet package there, man. Gotta like I, I you know can't can't help myself. I love the colored vinyls and special editions and stuff, man. So always adds a little extra nice touch to it. Yeah, it's it was uh, limited to like I don't I forget the exact number. It might have been less. It was definitely less than five hundred. So. Uh, I definitely snatched that as soon as I found out, got the email from the label. So I'm happy Excellent. to have it. Yeah. Check it out, L1011 Tetology, right? Yeah. Very cool. And, yeah. Kimmy? All right. So I'll kick off my top five list here with a little bit of an obscure band, probably for, for most. Um, I'm going to go with a band called Cryptograph. And uh, these guys, it's their first album. They're a band out of Bergen, Norway. And uh, it's the album's self-titled. It was released uh, just this year, I think over the summer. I think uh, came out in June, I think was the original release. And uh, I've actually got the sweet uh, limited edition yellow vinyl copy of it from Apollon Records. I think they did the first ver the first pressing was like uh, I think it was gray like a gray colored smoke or something like that and then uh, they came out with the second limited edition pressing yellow and uh, picked it up wasn't sure if it would make it shipping it from Norway to here in the midst of the COVID summer um, but uh, it did think it showed up and uh, so this band Cryptograph they're kind of like a uh, 70s rock 60s rock acid rock sort of doom they, they've got this definitely some uh, sabbath vibes in there at times 
that they they claim their influences are uh, Black Sabbath, Pentagram, Witchcraft, Uncle Acid, and Motorcycle. So that that's from the band themselves, and you definitely can hear some of that in there in their tunes. It's got um, you know nice like clean vocals, kind of reminiscent of of Ozzy a little bit at times. Um, I, to me, it doesn't sound like they're they're trying to rip anybody off or anything like that, but they've got some cool sort of retro sounding harmonies going. Um, definitely reminds me of Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats at times, but it's uh, it's just a really cool groovy album. It's like pretty short and sweet. It's like eight tracks. And uh, I just discovered these guys pretty randomly like through a Bandcamp search and started listening to their stuff and decided to buy the album. And I... I Listen to it quite a bit, so that's why I made it made it into my list. Even though probably I I doubt you either of you guys would have heard of them yet. But uh, got some cool stuff. I mean, it's like um, you know, basically the opening track comes out of the gates, kind of sounding a bit bit like Black Sabbath. Um, opening song called "The Veil," and then the second track, "Omen," starts off with this creepy, fuzzy bass line riff. And um, they've got a lot of like sort of, uh, you know, creepy lyrics and spacey jams. Um, pretty, uh, just just cool stuff, man. For some reason, I find it really easy to put it on and, and just listen to it start to finish. So it's a, it's a good one. That's why I, my number five for the year. I don't see them on Discogs. I'm looking for them. Um, they are up there. It's, so it's Cryptograph with a with a okay. f at the end yeah with a k oh. <laughs> crypto g-r-a-f cryptograph come on adam g-r what is it <laughs> k-r-y-p-t-o-g-r-a-f that's different and which uh color did you get so i got the the limited edition yellow sweet that's like it a double solid or single it's a single. Oh, that's cool. Single LP. Nice. But it's definitely, it's it's got some really uh, some really cool like it you know seventies rock kind of um, space rock, hard rock, doom rock kind of stuff in there. It says um, the yellow is limited to three hundred and fifty copies. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know I believe they're it's a brand new band, their first album that they're putting out, and uh, so I think they put out. They said one other version, which was the. There's a green limited edition, gray marbled. Oh, there's a green um, marbled said, and a green. So I think says. that was like 250 copies. It says, and then 350 on the yellow. Where are they from? From Norway. Oh, Norway, cool. Very cool. Yeah. Cryptograph, self-titled. On Apollon, Apollon Records. Yeah. Check them out. For my number five, uh, this is something that we heard about for a long, long, long time. I'm talking years. That never seemed to come out. And it's finally come out. And it's actually surprisingly good. And it's by an artist that goes by the name EOB, also known as Ed O'Brien, also known as the other guitar player guy in Radiohead. So his solo album, Earth, finally came out earlier this year. And, uh, you know, I, I wanted to check it out. 
he had never done an album before, a solo album that is. And uh, he was doing all this recording in Brazil, like when he was on vacation down there with his family and, you know, I kept hearing little tidbits of information about this. And uh, so it came out in, uh, earlier, earlier in the year in April. And I was actually pleasantly surprised by this one. positive vibe to it not too much downer stuff on here there's some really good sonics uh his singing it's pretty good he's always sung back up in radiohead so you know i mean he has a kind of reminds me of bono a bit at times but like less cheesy and yeah. uh yeah there's some really good stuff on here Kimo, have you heard this yet i heard one or two songs that were being previewed on the internet so yeah, I'm trying to remember what I heard, but kind of is before April. I think he's he released some singles or yeah, he did. Song? Yeah, I've so yet to al- hear the entire album though. It's pretty solid. The album's out, and there's a good mix of different kinds of music on here, from like acoustic stuff to like not too hard or rock stuff, but there's some rock, and you know he mixes it up pretty well. Ten tracks. It's all pretty solid. So, you put it out himself, or like, is that? What, He's is on Capitol Records. I was put out on Capitol. Yeah. So nice. Ed o- Can't say I've heard any of it yet, but be worth checking out. Ed O'Brien's first solo album, Earth, is in that number five pick for 2020. Cool. Check him out. I will do that. My right, turn. Round two. So my number four will be plural alone to be one with you it's spelled plural and then one but i think he pronounces it as plural alone so it almost sounds like you're alone plural plural alone it's i'm telling you about these guys it's josh klinghoffer ah that's right Uh, i saw this at your place (laughs) x red hot chili peppers and uh, he has some guest uh, musicians, uh, Jack Irons of uh, old Red Hot Chili Peppers and Pearl Jam, uh, Eric Avery's guests on one song. Um, he has his old bandmates from Dot Hacker on this. This is a, a kind of like a solo album for Josh. He's mostly playing piano and it's a really beautiful record.
heard this record a lot. There's 10 tracks. Uh, Rat Bastards at Every Turn is the second song. It's my favorite song on there. Uh, he has some interesting stuff on this record that, I don't know, it's, it's a lot mellower than my usual listening rock, space rock stuff, but uh, I really enjoyed this. And um, I have to say that uh, I was surprised to see him uh, congratulate Allison Chains in their Mopop induction. So he makes a guest appearance, and I was oh. like, Josh. So that was nice. Was he playing? Cool. Obviously no, he, playing. he wasn't playing. He, he was just one of the guests that just congratulated them. It would have been nice if he played, but that would be cool. That would have been cool. Now, I just looked it up on Discogs. Not to talk over your, your segment here. Somebody in the comments says, I can hear early John Frusciante's Miranda, uh, what was the first album? Neanderlades. Neanderlades influence on this. Well, I would, it's a lot more tame than Neanderlades. Neanderlades, to me, I, from my point of view of listening to Neanderlades, I would say that. Uh, this is uh, more focused and not as much guitar on this at, that much at all. So there's not much of like, you know, reflecting John Frusciante's style or anything, but his singing's great on this. He really shines on this record, I think. His vocals really do this, every song justice on this album. I really enjoyed it. That's where I first heard of Josh was on some of John Prashante's older, his earlier 2000s solo albums, like uh, Inside of Emptiness and what was, uh, I think, Sphere? Shadows Cloud, no, not Shadows Cloud People, uh, Sphere in the Heat of Silence and yeah. Curtains. I think Josh is on that one. Mm -hmm. So good for him, man. That's awesome. I have to check this out. I texted him yesterday as soon as I saw the Allison Chains induction thing, and he told me that he's he has a second album coming out, a solo album, I guess under Plural Loan, I think, and he's going to hopefully send it to me as soon as he gets his hands on it. Nice. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, probably uh, he's got some time, you know, at, at home to be writing and recording since the, the touring biz is pretty much still shut down yeah. right now. So some artists like that are take, taking the time to sit down and record a bunch of shit, put yeah. some new stuff out. Well, better cool. way way to spend your time, but write music. Yeah, that's a uh, plural alone to be alone with, or to be one with to, you. To be one with you. All right, sorry, I screwed that yeah, up. Yeah, that's okay. Plural alone to be one with you. Check it out. So King's Chemo's up now. number four pick. <clears throat> All right, I guess I'm up next. My uh, my number four pick is one that could possibly be on one of your one of your uh one list as well we'll see but Probably uh, is. <laughs> it's uh it's hum inlet oh. um it's uh basically i mean you know a band that i've loved since back in the early 90s and uh, obviously the, the first album that they put out and forever it seems like what is it like 22 20 years, years? Has what? it been that long? Yeah, since like 98, 22 99. years, yeah. Holy God. I mean, uh, you know, they, uh, they're they one of the bands, for me, um, 
they had a big influence on me music wise and guitar playing back back then because I I always had a love for like super heavy music and really thick you know fuzzy guitars and and stuff but um I really like the mellow vocal kind of thing without having the aggro you know full-on macho vibe going on and and they always had that super chunky heavy deep spacey atmospheric rock and and like mellow soothing vocals and um this album like it really surprisingly picks up like right where they left off you know i mean it sounds it's kind of sounds like what you'd expect tom to sound like if they had just kept going and done another album right after their last one um no i mean it, it could maybe and if i had any negative comment about it it could maybe use a little bit more variation throughout the album uh it's a lot of the songs you know have, have the same kind of textures and, and stuff but um i really dig it there's just you know this that just you know really deep fuzzy overdrive guitar tone with this layered kind of chorusy warbly melodic guitars stacked on top of it and um you know matt talbot's kind of wandering spacey vocals and stuff throughout it it's it's really it's one of those albums you kind of got to put on and like let it sort of creep its way into your head because it doesn't really like smack you in the face right away with with you know the huge hooks and stuff like that but it's a really it's a really good groovy album um you know, like one of the more catchy songs on there is uh step into you which comes along like in the middle of the album it's kind of one of the more succinct songs on the album that's kind of like a pretty tight a little bit more upbeat kind of hooky catchy melodic vocal line happening um another song i really like on there is called the summoning To me, it's like it comes in with this big, heavy riff that just, it sounds like some, you know, just lumbering space alien giant walking on the moon or something, you know, like it just has this riff that sounds like that. And, uh, you know, I, I definitely have a fondness for space rock and these guys do the space rock vibe really well, where it's just kind of, you know, makes you kind of ponder the universe when you listen to it. At least it does that for me. So um, definitely solid album. I got the, um, it's, a, it's the double album, standard black vinyl. Uh, took a while to show up. Was waiting for it for a while from uh, polyvinyl, but finally got that one. I probably what, not that long ago, maybe a month ago, something. Didn't November, we, yeah. Didn't we hear about, it just dropped out of nowhere over the, or over the summer, right? Like in June or July, it yeah. hit streaming and then the pre-order went up. Where the order went up and then mm -hmm. you got it this month or in November, right? Yeah, mid-November. Yeah. Which I think that's what they were saying the whole time, wasn't it? It was supposed to arrive in November. It was supposed to arrive in August. Oh, was it? Yeah. 
but they pushed it back to November. This is on Earth Analog Records, is that? No, it's on Polyvinyl. It says Earth Analog on Discogs, so. Well, Polyvinyl is a distributor and the, the publisher. Well, this is the label. Yeah, well, and I mean, Earth Analog is like his studio. That's Matt's thing. Yeah, yeah. we're recorded at Matt, Matt Talbot's studio. Um, yeah, so, man, it's like, it's, to me, it really sounds like uh, pretty classic hum vibes. Definitely, like, hypnotic, groovy, um, spacey, you know, uh, some of the songs have some some nice ups and downs to them. Um, and it's, it's really good. It's really good one to just kind of put on and, and like for me, I'll put it on in the background while I'm doing other stuff around the house and just kind of let it like creep up on me. And, uh, it's, it's a good one. I definitely need to listen to this one more, but I liked what I heard. Didn't buy the record, but I have listened to it. Uh, incidentally, I happened to look at, uh, I think it was Top 50 by Stereo Gum, which is like some internet. You guys have probably heard of them, music site. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they had this at like, I think number 11 on their list and they were like speaking very highly of it. So I was kind of surprised to see that. Yeah, well, I think it's it's kind of cool when you see uh, a band like them that hadn't hadn't been a band, so to speak, for <clears throat> such a long time and putting out something that you know, really, I don't know, creatively works. It's not like they, you know, I guess, uh, I don't know. Sometimes you, you can see a band like come back after a long time and I don't know, they, they've changed in certain ways that you don't dig or something and don't really feel like they have the same artistry that they had before or something. So, I don't know. Kimo, you got me, thoughts on this one? You're a big Hum fan. Yeah, I'd say uh, Ken stole my win because it's my... <laughs> It's one of uh, the subsequent. Uh, don't tell us. Don't tell us. Yeah. <laughs> don't be surprised. Well, we'll talk more about it then. I want to get your thoughts yeah. on this one. Because, uh, <laughs> I mean, this is a nice surprise this year. We'd heard that we were doing something. We didn't know when or what. So, right. yeah. It's pretty cool. Well, I figured, you know, there, there was a few, there's a few albums that we've all talked about that, that could potentially overlap <laughs> on these lists here. Yeah. So. It probably won't be the last one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's a hum inlet, which is Kenny's number four pick. And I'm going to go over, throw it over to myself, my number four pick. And this is another one that uh, people heard about for a long time that didn't seem like it was ever coming out. And it finally has. And it's Neil Young's Homegrown, which uh, this is pretty much all material he recorded I think 74, 75. Yep, between June 74 and January 75. And it was slated to be released back in the mid 70s. But of course, Neil Young being Neil, got preoccupied with other stuff, other albums, two, three other albums he had at the time. So he put those out instead. And he kind of uh, harvested some tracks from this for other albums, a few that are on here. Not many though. A lot of this had never been heard, which is, pretty amazing considering you know bootlegging and whatnot so uh there's some great stuff on here the title track of course uh the opening track separate ways uh my favorite track on here is this really great rocking song called vacancy 
Um, that's some of the best Neil Young stuff I've heard in a long time. And uh, I believe he made a big effort to make this a triple A vinyl all the way, all analog from the tapes and whatnot through the mastering process. Not 100% on that. That's what I've heard people say online. So it does sound awesome. And uh, uh-huh. yeah, it's nice to so the tracks to- on here. Is this uh, like a lot of stuff with him with, with a band? Yes. Or more it's mostly, acoustic bass? There's a couple acoustic songs on here. It's mostly him with a band. Like I see just most about all of these have a band backing him. Uh, Levon Helm from the, the band, the drummer, plays drums on a couple. Not all of them, but uh, pedal steel guitarist Ben Keith is all over a lot of these. Uh, bassist Tim Drummond, it's been on a lot of his stuff. So it's really, you know, a lot of these figures that he played with back then. And uh, I got to say, it's definitely up there with some of his best ever stuff. So, you know, I don't say that lightly. That's pretty cool. I, I, uh, I'll have to check that one out. You might but, like this uh, one. Yeah. I mean, to, to, to have an artist as well-known and as prolific as him, pull some nuggets out of, uh, you know, out of the closet that nobody's heard up until now is pretty amazing. Well, I mean, apparently he's got a lot of stuff like this he's sitting on and uh, he just literally put out his archives too, which is a huge deal. That's something else people thought would never come out. And that also kind of hits on this period. I think actually this album is included in that. And I haven't uh, bit the bullet on that quite yet. It's a little pricey for me, but uh, I'd like to hear it. Is that like a big heavy duty box set with a eight discs or something? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, (laughs) 10 discs. A couple of them are live, but again, he's got a bunch of unreleased, unheard studio stuff from back then that people have been like drooling over because they've heard about it for years. So. He certainly knows how to string his audience along in a good way, but you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people who never got to hear this stuff that probably wanted to. <laughs> 45 years later. Well, yeah. barely late than never. Hey, Almost I mean, some me. of the, yeah, it was some of the greatest stuff ever recorded, man, was happening those years back then, you know, well, I'm I mean, pretty partial to that time. Yeah. It was before I was born, but uh, yep. Neil Young, homegrown, check it out. My number four pick great record all right keeping things eclectic we got a good good mix of stuff we definitely do on the charts so far yep chemo what's your number three my number three schadenfreud yep thought that would make an appearance yeah how to i would say uh I like the opening track in the end. It's a really cool, like, happy sounding song, but the content of the lyrics is pretty much the end of the world, (laughs) I guess. But uh, I would say Nothing is like one of my favorite songs off this record.
also call P Pogue. Po Pogue? Po? Something like that. P O G H. Close enough. Yeah. And uh Jenny Fleck is a great song. Life is mannequin. Yeah, there's some really good standout tracks on this album. It's pretty much like all the tracks. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, you know, this one, I, I contemplated putting this on my list, but I I didn't quite make my my cut. I, I, I thought for sure one of you guys would have it on there. So I was kind of expecting to, to, to hear it. This is one of those uh, unfortunate situations that we've had this year where we were all planning to go see them play oh, yeah. after the oh, release of this me. album. And they did, we're going to do the tour and come through LA. And unfortunately that got monkey wrenched like uh, a lot of other stuff this year. Well, they're going to play right after failure. Right, right after failures, three nights. Yeah. yeah. A few days after my friend was from Japan was going to fly out for all of it. And then uh, this China and she had a, she was thinking about rescheduling her flight later for to see Shiner as well, but you know, it all got canned. So, but yeah. Yeah. It's a shame. Like, hopefully. God damn it. You know, next year, 2022, maybe, maybe we'll, we'll get a chance to, to have it happen once yeah. uh, things are safe for, for shows and touring to happen again. I'd definitely like to hear this stuff live because there's some great rock on here. Yeah. yeah. They're always amazing live too. They're just such a, such a great bunch of players that just gel together really well. Yeah. They bring it. Yeah. yeah exceptional live band uh that's shiner's schadenfreude and uh i don't know i have a feeling i might be talking about this again so just a guess <laughs> <laughs> so more on this one later spoilers um very cool kenny you want to do uh your number right. three pick Number three pick on my list is another band who I was supposed to see play when they toured shortly after this album came out back in April. And uh, unfortunately didn't get to do that. It's King Buffalo with their Dead Star EP. And um, these guys, uh, you know, they're out of, out of the New York, like upstate New York. I want to say Buffalo or something like that, or Rochester, New York, some, something like that. Um, they're a three-piece band, um, really cool. Uh, they, they've got a, got a mix of like, uh, sort of like, I don't know, mellow stoner rock, some psych rock, some sort of like 60s acid rock or something. Like some, they definitely have some, some you know, sort of uh, like Pink Floyd ambience kind of stuff happening at times. Um, Certain parts of it can remind me a little bit of like Dead Meadow and those type of vibes. Um, this album is technically an EP, but a bunch of the tracks are kind of longer. So it, it the runtime's a little longer than your standard EP. Um, but it's really, it's a really good album. I mean, it's some of the stuff is just kind of uh, in, in ways. I often am like a fan of like dense layered mixes. I, like I love stuff where there's a lot of things going on and it blends together really well. But these guys can do it like really simple, just like really tight drum beat and a really cool bass groove and kind of simple guitars with some cool delays and effects on them and stuff. Um, they mix in some uh, 
some acoustics, uh, acoustic guitar on the last track of the album, the title track, Dead Star. Um, one of the tracks on there called Etta Karen A is, uh, it's probably my favorite track on the album. off with kind of a quirky sort of off rhythm really tight locked in beat and then it kind of breaks into like an even sort of tighter locked in groove kind of halfway through the song um it's really driving kind of rocking like one of the more upbeat ones on there um but i, I really love all the albums from these guys i've got all their stuff on vinyl and uh the uh they're they're definitely vinyl fans themselves because they always put together cool packages and they often do like every every uh, pressing that they do will have some different colorized you know galaxy swirl or some other cool shit um so anyways king buffalo awesome band dead star ep that's that's my number three pick so which one did you get because i see there's a few different colors uh possibly I don't have it in front of me, so I'm trying to see. I might have it on my my Discogs collection here. How many versions do they have? There's a turquoise. There's a red. Like I have a feeling it's like I want to say white. I think they did a few different versions of it. Uh, where is it? On my list here. My Discogs list, I think I actually got to update some new few things that I haven't put in here yet, but- it says there's a bone white. I'm slowly, I'm yeah, that's the one that I've got. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Slowly catching up to you guys. I'm probably, uh, you know, I'm still a few hundred behind, but <laughs> my collection is, uh, it's growing. Start getting uh, space ready. But yeah, these guys, like they put out some really cool vinyl packages for sure. I've got I've got a bunch of their stuff. I've got one of them is on like this cool kind of galaxy green, and other ones on like an orange swirl, and one that's kind of a blue camouflage. And then this this one particular album, the Bone White edition, it's pretty sweet. And it says they're self released too, and not on label. So yeah, they do all their they're stuff like themselves. a complete DIY band. Yeah, put putting the stuff out themselves, promoting, touring, doing all the stuff. Uh, Pretty cool, man. Pretty cool. They've done some cool live streams too over the last number of months, which uh, are pretty cool to see them pull off some of the stuff because they've got some some nice synthy tones going on on this album too. And uh, their bass player will will throw in some synthy stuff in between his bass lines and things like that. And they the live streams that they've done, they pull it off really well too. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I need to check this one out. I think you'd like it, man. I know, I know you love some some dead meadow and some of those kind of 
slow hypnotic jammy bands. And I think this one would, would probably worm its way into your mind if you gave it a chance. I think I was pondering seeing King Buffalo, but I think they were had a conflicting show with uh, Monster Magnet was playing the same night. You didn't end up going to that one either, did you? Neither. <laughs> yeah, it's been a it's been a bummer year a for tough live year music for shows. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, it's one of those we gotta you know hope twenty twenty one is gonna bring better things, better times. Yeah. Now, is this their only album this year, King Buffalo? Uh, no, so they far. actually just put out a they they just recently released a live album. Uh, live at Run Freak Home. Valley. Yeah, it just came out like a couple weeks ago. So I actually don't have that one. Got all the rest of theirs. You're not a fan. <laughs> You're not a true fan. Yeah. Well, it says it's limited to 25 copies, so it might be tough what to get a hold of. What the hell? Well, it's a test pressing, though. No, oh. they, yeah, they yeah, have There's it. another version, sorry. Yeah. I know oh. it's limited, <laughs> but it's... Uh, Only the other live one is at Freak MP3. Valley, I think they were doing like. Uh, well, I got I, I I'm on their email list, so I got an email about it. I think they were doing something, like either 250 or 500 copies or something. Supposedly one time pressing. But, uh, yeah, that's that just came out. Nice. Or actually, it's that they well. Apparently, it's not even quite out yet. The pre-orders, I guess, went up recently. It's, it's actually going to release uh, next week. Wow. That's cool. King Buffalo, Dead Star. Check it out. Uh, for my number three pick, um, this is one I've been wanting to acquire for a long time. So that's kind of a different way of saying that it's a reissue. <laughs> but uh, it's PJ Harvey's Rid of Me, which I think has, for a long time has been my favorite of all her albums, actually, I would say easily. Uh, originally released in 1993, uh, back when it was just, she was actually a three-piece that was called PJ Harvey, uh, along with Robert Ellis on bass and Steve Vaughn on no, Steve Vaughn on bass, Robert Ellis on drums. I think this was the last album they did together. And uh, yeah, Steve Albini producing, of course. Uh, this is an excellent reissue. Sounds incredible. Uh, I'm completely blown away by it. The uh, the way it's kind of recorded and mastered, it was uh, the CD I always thought was kind of, could have been more powerful. Kimo, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, the mastering is a little off. Or? Just how it's very loud, quiet stuff throughout the whole album. And the old CD, I always thought could have used a boost. Well, this reissue definitely boosts like mm. everything where it needs to be. And it still has the dynamics. So that's good. Excellent record. Excellent reissue. So glad to finally add this to collection. Kimo, did you get this one? I did not. You might want to think about it. Yeah. You also got the demos too, right? 
I did get the four track demos, which that was already a real album, right? Oh, After yeah, this. Yeah. I did grab that as well. And uh it's also an interesting release. But uh yeah. PJ Harvey's written me mind blowing. Excellent reissue they're doing uh with her all the rest of her albums and I just saw today where pre-orders are going to go up for Is This Desire in the demos for late January when it comes out. So that's cool. I'll be getting those too. Basically just, you know, giving her all my money. Oh, yes. Like you do. Right on. Hey, nothing wrong with reissues. I mean, early 90s. Yeah, early 90s. Another great era for for music, rock music releases. So a lot of good stuff came out then. And this could have just been a cash grab too, but I mean, Albini's listed as a mastering consultant for this. So I believe they went back to him and were like, hey, how does this sound? Like, you know, maybe he gave him some notes. So it's kind of cool. It wasn't just a, you know, crappy repressing just to cash in. Mm-hmm. vinyl craze so well at least it did it right yeah That's actually cool. all of them sounded great so far so yeah good we're, stuff uh, we're getting through it number two Dos. okay what you is that <laughs> he's holding up a record we can't see oh yeah in the we talked about in let's <laughs> Who can beat me to the punch, but uh, <laughs> I'll punch him back later on. So, all right. Anyways, uh, uh, this album came out out of the blue mid year, and I was so surprised. Well, we fans knew that something was coming, but it just was like a question of when. So, but it's a huge surprise when they announced it, and then. I immediately thought like, oh my God, it's going to be so hard to order the vinyl. And then it's like, oh, it's an open pre-order. So I'm not sure how many they pressed. So i hoping my gremlins will look for that right now. Adam or Kenny. Well, we're gremlins now. So it doesn't oh, say how many. Yeah, I'm not okay. sure. I, I, yeah. I'm sure they. But we know what what it was like trying to get the. We 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 went through the downward is heavenward, you know, battle trying to get that reissue. Um, I can't give up on that. Yeah, that was a tough one to get. Yeah, I mean, I I pulled through and got my copy eventually, but we were expecting that this it was going to be the same scenario with this Tom album, and it wasn't so bad this time. It took a little while, got delayed, but. All in all, not too bad. I'd say Waves is like my favorite song. The first song on this album is really good. Now, how does this sound on 2LP? I mean, there's some pretty long tracks on here. So I guess they couldn't fit probably everything on just a standard. Maybe they could have, but be pushing it. Are you listening to it on vinyl yet? Yeah, I I have. I I have spun... I've spun mine. Yeah, I I think it sounds good. I really uh I think that it the the mix and everything um 
it sounds warm and full like the the copy i've got sounds great yeah i've yet to spin mine so I like I, said, I, I really feel like their their tone and vibe to me it's like it has this you know like i don't know sort of like moving across like uh like some cold alien planet kind of vibe to it, which kind of like the cover of the album, like sort of looks like that. It's kind of a pretty appropriate uh, kind of vibe for the, the tones and sound of the album. Yeah, I was happy you came out. I was hoping right. to hear Inklings on, in a studio format, but I guess they didn't add it to the track listing cloud city made it at least i'm happy for that and uh the second song i really enjoy is uh in the den the second song nice hum inlet making its second appearance on our uh top five it's not a surprise no surprises excellent record uh, over to you, Kenny. All right. My uh, my number two album for 2020 is, is definitely a surprise because I only heard about it, stumbled across it at the last minute just recently. And full disclosure, I purchased the vinyl. The vinyl hasn't actually been pressed yet. The album was just released, but the vinyl's supposed to ship out in January. So I have pre-ordered it, but don't have the vinyl in my hands just yet. And it is Venert, which is Mike Venert from uh, Ocean Size. His, uh, he's got a little bit of a solo cat uh, catalog building up now. Um, he's had a few releases. Um, he's put out uh, an EP, then uh, one previous full length, and this new one, this latest one um, is called In the Dead Dead Wood. And uh, it's definitely got some serious ocean size vibes going on on this album. I, I really like it. It's kind of, say, the most focused thing that he's done, uh, sort of uh, the solo stuff that I've heard. There's his other solo releases are pretty good too. The the last one, To Cure a Blizzard Upon a Plastic Sea, was his previous release in 2018. And I actually wanted to get that one on vinyl, but I found out about it too late. I guess he did like sort of a uh, crowdfunding, uh, you know, a deal for that one. And, and basically that sold out like all the copies right away and he hasn't repressed it. Um, so this one in the Dead Dead Wood, he released, I guess I actually got like the third pressing, which they haven't even actually pressed yet, but they were like limited editions so you jumped uh, on that one yeah they had like a silhouette vinyl which looks like it's like a black center sort of fading out to white around the edges hmm. sort of like a they're saying it like a black and white yolk like an egg yolk like black in the middle white on the outside then he the did record? a uh, the, yeah the color you mean yeah what will they, they think of next <laughs> and then they got one that they call this eco mix lucky dip vinyl which says it's like using it's pressed using recycled materials, equivalent sonic quality is regular colored vinyl, um, better for the environment supposedly, and un unknown random mix of random colors. So I didn't get that one. I got the blood red vinyl, 
version, which she said is, is the uh, third pressing. Um, and I guess it's a uh, limited edition of a hundred copies, the red vinyl that I grabbed. Ooh. So yeah, it looks like the first one was like 300 copies of that yoke, the black and white yoke. And then they did, I don't know if it says the number of copies on the second one. Not sure exactly, but then only a hundred copies for, for the red one. So kind of stoked. The album's great. The album is released. It just came out literally uh, in November. And um, it's, uh, I mean, if, if you're a fan of Ocean Size, which uh, I think you guys are, I think you would, you would dig this. I mean, uh, he's got a great voice. I like, his, I like his singing. There's definitely some offbeat, quirky stuff in there. Um, definitely pretty dense mix of layered tracks and things like similar to Ocean Size with different guitar parts. There's, uh, he's got some guest appearances from friends uh, playing piano and uh, Richard Ingram, who uh, they call Gambler, who was part of Ocean Size, played keyboards on some, on some tracks. Um, and he said this was all put together this year, kind of tr channeling some of his frustration over not being able to tour and things like that this year. Um, said he called his, uh, called his sock pile of old tracks and things. So it was new stuff and some, some choice nuggets that he pulled out of the stacks and put together. Um, but it's, it's really good. I mean, it's, uh, it's basically like the first two tracks kind of comes out of the gate rocking pretty hard. First two tracks, silhouette and super sleuth, um, with just kind of like the way, you know, he's always kind of got like this little bit of like this sort of out of left field style that he comes across with his guitar playing and things. Um, which I find pretty cool. So he comes out and rocks two, pretty hard in the first two tracks. And then there's a kind of a quieter, chilled out third and fourth, like middle of the album. Um, then he gets a little bit more aggressive. And then there's some like the like closing tracks are real kind of long, epic, moody, ambient, textured stuff. But it's uh, it's pretty awesome stuff. And I I didn't hear about it until like, I think a week after it came out. And I just stumbled across it and was like, damn, I'm going to jump on this vinyl before it sells out. Yeah, so. You told me this had come out. Uh, I got in the ocean size, got hit to them by you. And I actually heard his other album, the uh, to cure a blizzard upon a plastic sea. And it's excellent. Pretty awesome stuff on there. So I haven't heard this new one yet. Really looking forward to hearing it. Gosh. And if it came out like what in November and they've already done the third pressing that's impressive yeah he seems to have a cultivated like a pretty decent following um through his own website like i think that's how he kind of crowdfunded the last album i don't know i'm not sure if he did that on this one he might have it might might be through patreon or one of those things where mm. he's got fans you know who, who are following what he's doing and pitching in and you know he's not pressing thousands and thousands of copies so puts out a puts out a release and sells out right away it's pretty cool but uh that he's he's a prolific dude man i mean a great great musician his guitar playing on the album there's some really cool textural stuff um some cool cool chordings and chord voicings and stuff with the clean sounds a couple of guitar solos here and there um 
very melodic, very ambient, very moody. Like it's, it's just pretty blown away, man. I, I completely surprised that it was coming out too. So it was kind of one of those happy accidents stumble on it. That's a uh, Ven art in the dead, dead wood and check him out and ocean size. It's all pretty great stuff. So number two on the Kenny G list. Looking forward to hearing this one myself. Uh, for me, uh, I picked Schadenfreude by Shiner, <laughs> which we all bought on Gray Swirl Vinyl, which I'm seeing on Discogs that they have one for sale for 75 bucks plus $10 shipping. So, wow. yeah. Hey, it's cheaper than some. Yeah, we didn't pay that much, but... Yeah, but try to try to find an old ocean size on vinyl. It's like oh, three hundred yeah, well, bucks. Forget that. Go for the reissues if you can get them. <laughs> but uh, great rock record. What more is there to say? My favorite track is "Swallow." It's outstanding. This is uh, probably the best rock I heard all year, as far as that goes. And uh, yeah, I need to spin this again, like so tomorrow. Do it. Shiner, Schadenfreude. Check them out. It's my number yes. two. We're going to number one. We're going to number uno. My number one is. I figured it was going to make an appearance. Ohms by Deftones. I would say. I was surprised when they released the last track as the first single of for this album cycle i guess for deftones they what i don't know how many albums they have now it's like over 10 now right i believe this is either the ninth or tenth ninth or let's tenth. see if the uh, internet internet elves can find out for you it's ninth ninth oh shoot so I was really impressed with Ohms. I know Adam Adam didn't think the same Ohms was like was a different style of song, but I really I like it. the the self-titled song. Oh the song, yeah, sorry. And, yeah, I've listened uh, to I don't have the vinyl. Don't have the vinyl, but I did listen to the album once, um, digitally online and, and some some good stuff in there. I mean it's you know, I mean, it sounds like Deftones to me. It's not like they've, it's not like they've completely gone off the rails and gone a different direction or something. Um, but, you know, good stuff, man. Good stuff of what they do. Yeah, I'd have to say Sergio shines on uh, Radiant City with his uh, baseline on opening the track. Really Sergio's happy. all over this one, but yeah, yeah, especially that that song. Urantia, the third track. Going with the chugga chugga. Love the song so much. Uh, Spell mathematics. Yeah. this I love the song. So people made a big deal about Terry Date coming back to produce this one, right? Had he not yeah. been on the last few? Right. I forget I who produced weren't, Gore. Weren't we talking about it? He hadn't been... It wasn't White Pony the last one he did? I think he did Saturday Night Wrist, didn't he, Kimo? I think he did Saturday Night Wrist. And then... I'm looking. Wait a second. 
Um, no, Bob Ezrin did. Bob Ezrin. Holy, holy crap. Then maybe he did self-titled then. Maybe it was White Pony's last one. It could have been. Did. <laughs> Clearly think... we researched this first. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they tried to bring back some of the old magic, you know, I mean, which uh, I think is cool, you know, so kind of going back to where they came from and just trying to trying to get into that vibe. And, the last uh, one I see that Terry Day did was a self-titled from 03. Right. That's the one. Which, for me, man, they never really fell off. I've liked every album they've done. I like the last one a lot. I like this one. Like, they haven't really done anything I haven't liked, so. I didn't like Gore as much. I did like Koyunokan a lot. is awesome. Um, I heard some stuff. Or I, I had got to say, I kind of fell out of love with them a little bit. I, I, I mean, in the early days, like in the nineties, I threw like white pony and stuff. I, I loved them. They were like one of my, one of my favorite bands. And um, still, I mean, I saw them, I, I saw them in the early days on their adrenaline tour. Like they played at the dragonfly with system of a down played after them for like came on at like system of system came on at like midnight and the place emptied out. But like uh, the Deftones were like, just amazing in that show. Um, but I, I, I saw some of the online forums and people said something where like Stephen Carpenter kind of didn't have that much to do with the writing on the last album, Gore, and that they were happy that he was kind of like more back in the fold, doing more of the writing and doing more of his riffing on this album. Well, I wonder who came up with the riffs on Gore then because there are riffs on there. I mean, probably Chino, I would guess. I think they had Jerry Cantrell on one track. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. On I, Gore. On Gore. Oh. Phantom Bride, I think, is the name of the. Oh. Which is what they named the beer after. Oh yes, the beer. <laughs> the beer. <laughs> yeah, the beer. But uh, I've had it. It was a good beer. It was good. Um, the only one I probably didn't really love is Saturday Night Rest and. There's even some good stuff on there. So, yeah, Ohms, great record. Hey, Still haven't Ohms. picked this up. Still haven't picked Ohms. it up yet, but it's a good one. Yeah, I love this. I've been That's your number one awesome. pick for 2020. That is my number one pick, sir. Very good. Uh, Kenny. All right. Well. My number number one of 2020 is Elder Omens. This awesome album just like blows me away, man. I feel like I've been a fan of Elder for quite a while, but to me, it's just like it ups their game. You know, um, it's not as dark and heavy as like some of the early stuff, but just I mean, the the way the album flows and the compositions. Uh, it's just awesome. I mean, it's only like five tracks, but each song is like 10, 12 minutes long. And, and um, they added like some new textures and tones with, with like some keys and synth sounds and things on this album, but they mixed it in like to me, like just seamlessly with the heavy rock stuff and just, you know, the way they just, you know, flow from these complex songs without ever like losing melody. Like there's really good vocal hooks mixed in there. And just the interplay between all of uh, all all of the uh, musicians, I think, is just 
pretty awesome. And uh, so that's, that's why I had to put this one up at number one. Um, yeah, you know, the, uh, it's like, it's hard to, it's hard to try to talk through all the tracks because so much happens in every song. <laughs> They're like but, movements. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, the, the opening track, um, you know, like some notes that I, I jotted down about it. It's like, it, it kind of comes in slowly, op- you know, slowly opens up into some kind of heavy rock and riffs. There's some good vocal melodies. And then, then it kind of opens up into just like this space where it just breathes. And there's like almost this Pink Floyd kind of just like dreaming, floating along vibe going on. And then it just comes back around and gets heavy. And their songs, like every song is kind of like that. And um, just like a lot of great melodies, great riffs, great rhythms. And uh, this one I think came out back in April, I want to say somewhere like in that earlier part of the year, I was just spinning this thing like on, on loop over and over for a while when it first came out. So, uh, I, you know, this, this is, album, an, yeah, this is the first time that they recorded in, I guess they relocated to Germany and they have two new guys in the band, right? Rhythm section or no. Guitar? I think, well, I think they got a new drummer and uh the second guitar player i think the bass player is the same okay they the guitar the second guitar player that they picked up he also plays keys so Mm. yeah i mean it's kind of like it really added on to to me it added another layer onto what they were already doing which was awesome before but uh it just kind of really like the the compositions and the melodies and stuff there's some really catchy really catchy uh, earworm kind of vocals um, and some good lyrics and things. And um, yeah, it's just, to me, it's uh, it's pretty awesome stuff. They kind of hinted at the direction a little bit, I think with the, um, with the EP that they put out that, uh, what was it called? I have it here. Golden from the Silver Wax Session. Thing. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's pretty awesome sessions. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, where it's kind of a little bit more dreamy and flowy and atmospheric. And to mix that in with the heavy rocking stuff, make it like a little bit more a little bit more prog than metal now on this album, kind of. Yeah. And so I checked this out and uh it is a great record. Really interesting, even just at five tracks. Um, it's really hard to believe it's the same band we saw. Was that last year? <laughs> We saw it, last probably year? 2018 probably 18. was it that long ago yeah where it was just like you know relentless like sludgy doomy metal the whole time nothing like this at all to me at least i don't remember it being like this yeah i mean well i wouldn't say it was all sludgy metal um but definitely it was a little bit heavier at times and that that show that we went to too, I forget who the opening band was, but the, the bands Hawk. before them yeah. was it? Cyril Hawk and Yidra. <laughs> they were the the other bands were I think more sludgy than they were. Yeah. But um, it's definitely a little more texture. The keys um, add quite a bit, I think, to the texture and overall feel of this album compared to before, where yeah, the the more of the dueling guitar stuff going on um just a different album man i mean if you listen to these guys from where they started every album that they put out is a progression 
Yeah. Which one did you get? Um, the one I've got, it's like the, uh, it's like gray swirled, gray marbled kind of uh, vinyl. A lot of colors for this one, couple. Yeah, they put out a few, few different versions of it for sure. Very cool, Elder Omens. Check it out, Kenny's number one. For me, my number one pick uh, for album of 2020 is Hums Inlet. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and the winner is? Uh, I went with Doves, actually, their out newest album, The Universal Want, which came out in September. And it's their first album in like 10 years or more. And I've liked a lot of their other stuff quite a bit. I didn't know what to expect with this new one, but uh, it's really damn good, actually. Very impressed. I remember you saying when you first got it, you weren't quite sure about it. Like when you, I remember you saying, you, you know, you picked it up and you gave it a listen. You were like, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of there. It's, it's got some good stuff, but I have to listen to it more. And I guess it, it's grown on you the more you listen to it. I think maybe it was the first few songs I heard because they re they've released three singles already starting back last summer. Um, but actually, I don't have this one yet because it is super expensive to import from Europe, I guess, apparently. It is. So, so until that is. gets sorted out, that's kind of a bummer because I yeah. definitely want to grab it. So, uh, but uh, yes, of the songs on here, I Will Not Hide, excellent, Carousels, Cathedrals of the Mind. You're working a lie I've never been before But the lines upon your face recall a different time If this is a test to see you blinks before the other I will not yield, I will not hide, I will not hide Have you heard this yet? I have not. I, I, I got to put this. it on my got to put it on my playlist to check it out. Me too. I think you'll like it. I also see here on Discogs that it became their band's third album to enter the UK charts at number one. So that's pretty cool. I definitely didn't forget about them over there. Nice. Getting some love from the UK. No, oh. UK band, but you know. So. Dubs the Universal One. It's my number one pick. All right. That, ladies and gentlemen, are our top five 
albums of 2020 each. Yep. So round out a crummy year with some good music. Crummy year with good music. I uh, guess I didn't buy as much this year. New stuff. It was moderate spending for me. <laughs> Kenny apparently doubled his uh, spending. I did a fair amount. Yeah, like as I, I went back and like listed, looked through what I picked up. And uh, yeah, I mean, all things considered, uh, there were still quite a few releases this year. Now, we're, I think when things started getting shut down early in the year, I kind of thought like maybe there would be like nothing coming out, but there's there's been quite a few pretty good, tasty releases this year. So still some good music flowing. I mean, I had quite quite a few that I, I like quite a bit, but didn't make my list for uh, for this year. So me too. Still a good year. One that made my top ten, but not my five, is uh, Pucifer's Existential Reckoning. It's pretty good. Nice. One of my honorable <laughs> mentions would be Ghost Mile by Voyager. It came out in 2017 or 18, but they finally released a vinyl. And I missed out on the limited edition and got the black that sold out subsequently after. Sold out after. And uh, fell in love. The first song I heard by them was Ascension. And I was like, oh my gosh, I, was, I just had to get the album. Nice, good band, some like Aussie, New Zealand Aussie band. Um, yep. Yeah. Great band live. I would have seen them in Mexico, but I that's only uh, close to North America. <laughs> American show that they were playing was Mexico City last year. And I was like, going, why aren't they touring North America? <laughs> so... Yeah, I was like kind of upset cool. about that. But can you got any other uh, quick, brief, honorable, honorable mentions that didn't quite make the top five? Yeah, I have a. There's a couple of them. Um, like for new releases, there's a uh, band called Mr. Bison, who uh, they're a band from Italy, and uh, I just picked that one up. Just got it recently. Um, it's pretty good stuff. It's very kind of uh, kind of a mix between sort of prog, prog and stoner rock, something like that. <laughs> um, it's uh, some pretty good stuff. And another one was uh, from uh, the uh, Ripple Music, Turn to Stone, Chapter Two. Um, it's got Howling Giant and Sergeant Thunderhoof, like A side, B side on it. Mm. And two bands that I, I like a lot. That one uh, is a good album. And uh, one more that was a reissue was uh, Lowrider. Came out, um, the guy, Jad from Blues Funeral Records who did the Post Wax series that I was a part of last year. He reissued the uh, Lowrider's Ode to Io album, which I think they recorded in like 2000. Came out somewhere around there, 2000, 2001. And it's uh, it's a pretty cool double vinyl package. And those guys are like sort of old school, desert rock, stoner rock, kind of sort of post Caius 
um, era of bands, but they were kind of one of the early bands doing that. Like there's quite a few more bands that, you know, like, like truck fighters and, um, things like that, that they, they were, they were doing it pretty early on, like late nineties, early two thousands. And, uh, so when I saw the reissue for that, I grabbed that right away. It's a good one. Very cool. I almost missed out on Gone Glimmering by Chavez Expanded Edition that just came out in October. And so I snatched that up like today. Didn't get it yet, but I still have the original pressing, first pressing from many, many, many moons ago. And my other honorable mention is uh, one of my favorite bands of all time is 30-06's uh, Bozo Soku, which I had the pleasure of doing the uh, layout for the uh, LP. That's a good one. I grabbed that one too. So you you had talked one, that one up a bit about helping them out and working on that. And so uh, I grabbed a copy of that, the vinyl reissue too. It's a good one. I got my copy free from Chemo. <laughs> <laughs> Hey now. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what about you, Adam? Oh, it pretty much covers it. I mean, uh Hum definitely be in my top ten, not my five. Elder I had in my top ten. Um Bamboo Garns, who, you know, pretty much every year they put something out, it makes my top five or ten. That's something called Levitation Sessions and it's kind of this trippy like live. They take some of their stuff and kind of stretch it out, make it even trippier live. I don't think that even got pressed or it might just be like internet only or streaming release, but pretty cool levitation sessions. Also another big black Delta album. I guess they're, it's called four or their fourth. Uh, check that out on streaming. Pretty cool. There's some really good songs on there. Melodrome. Guy's a good talent. Good, good songwriter. Jonathan Bates. So yeah, big black Delta four. Nice. Right yeah. Pretty. Good I mean, stuff. it's a lot of stuff for, you know, it's been a pretty good year for music. All considering, it's got to keep flowing, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, man, and uh, gotta like do do what we can to support artists out there, man. I know so many of these bands and artists are struggling because they can't get out and tour and do what they do to make a, a living, so. If they're putting out special releases on vinyl, man, we got to pick it up. We got to help them out. For sure. Yeah. Especially the venues too, that support these artists to, to play these venues. Yeah. They're empty now, but uh, hopefully uh, we'll have some relief coming to the venues hopefully soon. Yeah, for sure. This will probably be our last new podcast for the year. So it's been a good one. Uh, definitely want to do more shows on a more regular basis. So might be a yep. good goal for next year. But, oh, uh, yeah. So you definitely haven't heard the last of us. And uh, yeah. Uh, Kenny, final thoughts. Hey, just, you know, it's it's been a rough year, but uh we're we're getting through it whichever way we can so everybody i I hope everybody else try to stay safe and have a happy holidays and happy new year and just 
be optimistic, be smart, be optimistic. And there's a lot of hope for 2021. So just, you know, keep your spirits up and we'll, we'll get through it. Amen to that, man. Chemo, final thoughts. Yeah, I, I resound uh, what Kenny G says. And uh, I hope that everyone stays safe and uh, do the right thing. And hopefully we'll have a better year next year. And hope everyone has a happy holidays. Yeah, stay home and spin your records. Spin them. Spin them by the circle. <laughs> Uh, yeah. All right. Well, guys, thanks for uh, coming by to do this one. Everyone uh, stay safe out there. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye.